Welcome to the channel of Anna Purdue. Look for the link below the podcast and make sure to upload the podcast so you can multitask while hearing the message. And you can also look for the link and um, once you open it up, you can scroll over and select your favorite platform, Apple, Spotify, or Google, and just look for the channel Anna Purdue. A huge shout out to Angela E, Jolie R, Leonard L, Jody F, and Rodney T for your donations to the channel. If you're interested in helping this channel, you can do so by clicking the donation link found on my website at annapurdue.com. The U.S.-Mexico border is so alluring that long before ISIS came onto the scene, other Islamic terrorists were eyeing it, including as a potential gateway to smuggle anthrax into America in order to kill 330,000 Americans and operating in it. Examples are many. In 2011, federal officials announced that FBI and DEA agents disrupted a plot to commit a significant terrorist attack in the United States tied to Iran with roots in Mexico. Months earlier, a jihadi cell in Mexico was found to have weapon, a weapons cache of 100 M16 assault rifles, 100 AR-15 rifles, 2,500 hand grenades, C4 explosives, and anti-tank munitions. The weapons, it turned out, had been smuggled by Muslims from Iraq. According to the report, obvious concerns have arisen concerning Hezbollah's presence in Mexico and possible ties to Mexican drug trafficking organizations operating along the U.S.-Mexico border. Such concerns might have been expected considering that a year earlier it was reported that Mexican authorities have rolled up a Hezbollah network being built in Tijuana, right across the border from Texas and closer to American homes than the terrorist hideouts in the Bekaa Valley closer than they are to Israel. Its goal according to Kuwaiti newspaper that reported on the investigation, is to strike targets in Israel and the West. Over the years, Hezbollah, rich with Iranian oil money and narco cash, has generated revenue by cozying up with Mexican cartels to smuggle drugs and people into the United States. Senator Kevin Kramer leveled heavy criticism against the Biden administration's open border policies in light of a potential attack by ISIS-K, an attack that United States Central Command General Frank McKenzie has indicated may be in the works. Kramer brought up the intent by ISIS-K to attack the U.S. during a Senate Armed Service Committee hearing on the Afghanistan withdrawal on September 28, 2021. Directing his question to General McKenzie, Kramer asked, General McKenzie, about a half hour ago, you said that we know for certain ISIS intends to attack us at home or something to that effect, right? Kramer went on to say, my question to all of you is, isn't national security tied directly to good immigration security? And do you feel we're adequately prepared for to protect the homeland from visa holders and refugees? In the Rio Grande area, the, Centra- the Gulf Cartel controls the alien smuggling groups. 
The various alien smuggling groups issue bracelets to each alien being smuggled into the United States. The office of U.S. Representative Henry Kuehler, who represents that area, told the border report. Bracelets are different colors because aliens get three chances to cross successfully for one price. First-time crossers get red bracelets. If unsuccessful, they get another color. Aliens receive purple bracelets when it's their last chance to cross, Kuehler's office said in an email to the border report. The wording in the bracelet represents who has paid and who still owes money for the smuggling. Many of the migrants are children or officially called unaccompanied minors. In fact, on September 14th in Eagle Pass, Texas, border control agents found two abandoned babies along the Rio Grande. As of August the 1st, there were more than 2,200 unaccompanied migrant children in CBP custody. Encounters of unaccompanied children increased 24% with over 18,000 encounters in July and over 15,000 in June. And from October 2020 to August 2021, Border Patrol agents have encountered over 132,000 unaccompanied migrant children along the southwest borders. Oh, oh, this makes me sick. Megan J., the outreach specialist for Florin and Robig trial attorneys, reached out to me recently with a request to remind people of this very important matter. This is a serious matter, and actually is this is why I actually became a content writer slash narrator in the first place. The fact that one human being can be, I mean, one, but we're not talking one. We're talking maybe even millions. But the fact that even one can be so callous as to subject another human being to this kind of oppression, it totally baffles my mind. I will be reciting what Florin and Robig have been educating their clients about. So, let's begin. Human trafficking is a phenomenon that has been around for decades, but has recently taken the news and society in general by storm. As more and more people become aware of this terrible crime, it's important to understand and be aware of the dangers and implications that come with this exploitation. It's also important to know how to protect yourself as well as recognize human trafficking when possible. Today, we will explore what human trafficking is, the different types of human trafficking, and how to recognize modern-day slavery when it's present. Human trafficking is when a person or group of people coerce, deceive, and exploit another person for personal or financial reasons. In most cases, victims of human trafficking are manipulated into participating in sex trafficking by making false promises so that the leader or group of trafficking operation can make a profit. Many human trafficking groups are part of a billion-dollar industry that includes international organizations who work together to capture, groom, 
manipulate, and threaten victims into involuntary servitude. Commercial sex acts, labor trafficking, and sexual exploitation are often major components of human trafficking, and the sex industry is often where this terrible crime is seen. The crime of human trafficking is taken very seriously in the United States, and there are multiple human trafficking task force and groups that constantly work to uncover human trafficking cases both in the United States and internationally. There are two primary types of human trafficking, labor trafficking and sex trafficking. In both cases, victims are exploited through threats, coercion, manipulation, physical and emotional abuse, and drug addiction as a coercion to participate in these types of trafficking. Many victims feel that they don't have a choice and they, they're afraid to go to law enforcement because of the threats and manipulation involved. Labor trafficking is a type of domestic servitude or modern-day slavery that involves victims participating in forced labor as a result of manipulation or force. Many trafficking groups use tactics such as debt bondage, threats against the victim's family members, violence, and other forms of control to force these people to work for free against their will in various industries. Examples of labor trafficking include forcing people to work in factories and homes and on farms in inhumane conditions and without proper or even any compensation. A large number of trafficking victims are responsible for our food products and consumer goods that we actually rely on for everyday life. This is due to the fact that labor trafficking is much more cost-effective and faster to produce goods as opposed to hiring and paying employees. Unfortunately, the higher the demand, the more encouragement human traffickers have to continue the enslavement of innocent victims. Sex trafficking, another primary type of human trafficking is when victims are manipulated and forced to perform commercial sex acts that bring in profit for the traffickers. Sex trafficking victims include both adults and minors. As with labor trafficking, sex trafficking often involves threats, force, control, debt bondage, and other forms of manipulation to keep these victims participating in trafficking and to prevent them from seeking help. Examples of places where sex trafficking may be present include brothels, fraudulent massage parlors, strip clubs, escort services, truck stops, and motels. In most cases, victims are not compensated for sex acts and the profits are given and kept by the trafficking leaders. Human trafficking is much more prevalent than most people realize. In fact, an estimated 24.9 million people are victims of trafficking, and that number continues to grow every day. The following are statistics on human trafficking that may give you a better understanding of just how common this terrible crime is. So, 43% of human trafficking victims are found captured and enslaved within domestic borders. 72% of all human trafficking victims are women. 
28% of all human trafficking victims are children under the age of 18. 21% of identified human trafficking victims are men. 8,248 human trafficking cases were reported in 2019 alone. 7.5 million. Let me say that again. 7.5 million human trafficking victims are forced to work in the mining, hospitality, construction, and manufacturing industries. Human trafficking victims spend an average of 20 months in forced labor or sex trafficking. The highest number of victims are found in the Asia-Pacific region, followed by Africa, Europe, Central Asia, and the United States. Human trafficking brings in an estimated $150 billion a year in profits for traffickers. Only 439 human traffickers were convicted in 2016. These alarming statistics are only a small piece of the larger picture of human trafficking. While anti-trafficking groups and the U.S. Department of State and U.S. Department of Justice are working to combat human trafficking, the prevalence of this vicious crime is still on the rise and a major part of the workforce and sex industry in the United States and around the world. There is not a specific type of person who is targeted for human trafficking. Every sexual orientation, age, race, ethnicity, gender, and education level can be targeted for this crime. So we're not immune, folks. However, there are certain types of individuals that human traffickers specifically prey on. These individuals are usually of low economic status, vulnerable to manipulation, or they're living in unstable or unsafe environments, or people who can't provide for their family. People who participate in recruiting individuals to traffic, they go to great lengths to coerce these individuals into thinking that working for them will solve all their problems. For example... A human trafficker may make a false promise that if the person works for them, the trafficker will provide for the person's family or give them money to send back to their family if they live in a different country. Trafficking victims can be both United States citizens and migrants from other countries. Additionally, many traffickers prey on illegal immigrants and use this information as blackmail to keep the person working for them. A few of the most susceptible populations of human trafficking include those struggling with their sexual identity, gay individuals, lesbians, and transgenders, American Indians, Alaska Natives, those with disabilities, homeless people, especially the homeless youth, those who have experienced previous forms of sexual or physical violence, individuals with low self-esteem, their it's sad because they're easily persuaded. Low-income individuals, runaways, undocumented immigrants, those with substance abuse issues, and those with mental health issues. All of these people are more vulnerable to trafficking due to their life circumstances. 
Traffickers can identify with these vulnerabilities and they use them as a way to encourage the victims to form a dependency on the traffickers and for their livelihoods. And the longer a person is involved in human trafficking, the more difficult it is to get out. And just as with victims, human traffickers, they don't have any specific demographic or profile. So these individuals, they can be any race, gender, ethnicity, sex, socioeconomic status. Some perpetrators may use trafficking to support their power and wealth in the community by creating a constant stream of significant income, while others are from low socioeconomic statuses similar to those of even the trafficking victims. Examples of individuals who may participate in this inhumane and often organized crime are people like gang members, business owners, individuals, just regular random individuals, restaurant or farm owners, intimate partners, parents, family members, government representatives, corporate executives, leaders of transnational and national human trafficking rings. And guess what? even previous victims of human trafficking. As you can see, the types of people who participate in human trafficking and the use of force to coerce individuals to take part in trafficking run the gamut. And it's often difficult to discern whether a person is taking part in the perpetration, forced labor, or sex trafficking. Here are some signs that can be an indication that human trafficking may be present. So just be aware of these signs if you see this, because you might be able to just save a life. And some of these signs include, you know that a person is not being paid what they were promised or are working for little or no compensation. Or you know of a person who doesn't have control over their identifying documents like their passports. Or you know someone who is receiving threats are being made against a person by their boss or their other superior. Or a person appears to be regularly monitored by someone else when the person is speaking with other people. Or the individual is living, or they've, they've informed you they're living in an inhumane or impoverished condition that was provided by their boss or employer. Or... The individual lets you know that they want to stop participating in sex or labor trafficking, but they're afraid. They feel they're afraid or they feel like they're stuck. Or you find out that a person is being regularly transported by someone or chaperone from place to place. Or someone has expressed to you that they feel pressure to perform sex acts and they're not getting money for their acts. Or An individual is involved with a controlling person, such as an intimate partner or parent. So, if you think, you, if you believe you or somebody you know is a victim of human trafficking, it's important that you alert a trusted authority as soon as possible. And at the end of this, um, if you go to my webpage, I have links that you can go to to get some help for this situation. Um, uh, there's a website. Uh, you can go to annapurdue.com, and you'll find the links within the script of the vlog. And also there's a source um, at the 
they'll, they'll, there's a, I, can't, I have it within the vlog, and I also have it at the bottom of the vlog within the source link. The AMP or ACT means and purpose model is a model that was created to better explain the core elements of trafficking as defined by the federal government. And one component from each element, it needs to be present so that you'll know that the situation is potentially human trafficking. And these actions count as an element to the component. And look for these elements. So um, what these traffickers do, they transport victims, they provide for victims, they induce victims, they recruit victims, they harbor victims, and of course they obtain victims. So it's important to note that if a minor is induced into child commercial sex acts, it is considered a child sex trafficking, regardless of whether any of those uh, mentioned earlier are even used. But the means refers to the way in which perpetrators keep human trafficking victims working for them and silent about their situations. And there are several means that a trafficker uses, and they will usually cater these means to a specific person, and what may motivate or manipulate them most effectively is the one they use. And here's some of the examples. They will um, use abduction, fraud, false promises, coercion, threats, uh, use of force, deception, drug addiction, abuse, and, of course, promising to give out benefits or payments. And human traffickers will typically use any means necessary and available to attract and keep victims in the cycle of forced labor. The purpose refers to the ultimate goal of human traffickers and perpetrators. There are typically only one component to the element, but the exploitation of other human beings. That's their goal. And there are a number of human trafficking laws and regulations that the Department of Homeland Security has put in place in an attempt to decrease the prominence of this crime. And the laws include the Victims of Trafficking and Violence Prevention Act, the Victims of Trafficking and Violence, uh, uh, or the, it's called the TVPA, and that works to pretty much regularly update and keep uh, create substantial human trafficking prevention. And it also provides protection programs for survivors of human trafficking and prosecuting these traffickers. There's also the Customs and Facilitations and Trade Enforcement Reauthorization Act of 2009, and that was put in place as an amendment to the original Tariff Act of 1930, and that includes updates that prohibit the import of goods to the United States that were manufactured through forced labor or human trafficking. And the Protect Act of 2003, that's also called the Protect Act, or the prosecutorial remedies and other tools that uh, to end the exploitation of children today act. And that was designed to protect the children from sexual exploitation and abuse commonly seen in human trafficking. And there's the Intelligence Reform and Terrorism Prevention Act of 2004. And this act was created that's created the Human Smuggling and Trafficking Center as a way to enforce more effective integration of the enforcement human trafficking laws and response efforts. Victims of human trafficking are susceptible to a number of significant um, lifelong effects. One of these effects is severe mental trauma. 
Human trafficking victims are placed in horrible conditions in which the traffickers, they act, they just unbelievably dehumanize the, the, the victims. That's, their, that's how they gain their power and control over the victims. It's just horrible. The psychological effects, they're severe and they range. They cause PTSD. They can go from that to depression, anxiety, and they all feel shame. Um, another common and horrible effect that human trafficking can have on individuals is the physical trauma. Some perpetrators, they use the physical force and violence to exploit their victims and abuse uh, the abuse is irregular it's it's very common to see that with trafficking the physical abuse rape beatings that's a lot more common than we think and the victims they're left with permanent physical trauma additionally those who are being trafficked can quickly began to withdraw from their family and friends as a way to hide their situation. So this ostracism, it leads to guilt, shame, depression, and isolation, and further prevents the victim from speaking up. And individuals who have survived and escaped human trafficking, they may also feel ostracized from their friends, their family, and community. Human trafficking is a terrifying and unique experience, and survivors may feel like nobody understands their situation or that everyone is judging them for their experience. So in short, human trafficking has consequences and implications that span far beyond the act of trafficking. Victims are left with lifelong trauma and are less likely to use healthy coping skills in their way to recover. So if you or a loved one is involved in human trafficking, Research thoroughly for a trusted authority and then alert that trusted authority and reach out. Reach out to another trusted authority who might be in a position to help you or help that person you know. For many, finding that trustworthy person, I know it feels scary and maybe even life-threatening, but there are people out there who can help and ensure your safety and freedom. So one way you can um, reach get some help is to reach out to the National Human Trafficking Hotline and that number is 888-373-7888 or text HELP or INFO to 233-733. The hotline employees speak to, they speak over 200 languages and they're always there. They're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week to help. So also if you believe somebody is in imminent danger, please call 911.